Hi guys, welcome to Those Two Chicks with a Podcast. I'm Jordan, and today is Emma's True Crime Tuesday. So take it away, Emma. Before I begin my true crime case, I would like to say that listener discretion is advised due to some sensitive topics surrounding this case. Now let's begin. My true crime case for you today takes place in Detroit, Michigan, and is about a woman named Leanne Fletcher. Jack and Gloria Meisner welcomed their daughter Leanne to the world on May 12, 1970 in Warren, Michigan. Leanne was one of five children with one older brother and three older sisters. In the countryside, John and Darla Fletcher had three children with their oldest named Michael, who was often called Mick. Mick was said to be very intelligent and did quite well in school. In the early 1990s, Leanne met Mick at a party at Michigan State University. They quickly fell in love. They seemed like the perfect couple. Mick was a student at MSU and had plans to attend law school there. Leanne was a hard worker and began working as a nail tech to support Mick throughout law school. The two eventually got married in 1993, then moved to their modest home in Hazel Park, which is a suburb in Detroit. They welcomed a baby girl named Hannah. However, in 1997, the two started having marital problems. Mick had met his ideal woman. This woman was a judge and her name was Susan. Mick met Susan when he was clerking for her at Warren City. The two immediately started having an affair. In the summer of 1998, Susan used her position with the court to funnel cases to Mick's law practice, making him the public defender for dozens of clients. Susan has sent him roughly 60 cases in the span of a few months. And it's not uncommon for judges to send lawyers to their friends, but with Susan, She would even sit in on these cases and hearings, which is a huge conflict of interest, especially because they had a romantic relationship. It wasn't like they were just friends. Susan even gifted Mick a new laptop for his practice, claiming it would help him accomplish more in his career and give him a more professional appearance. During this time, Leanne told her mom about the strain in their marriage. Mick's behavior was cold and distant, but Leanne had no idea why. Leanne was also still working as a nail tech to help bring in extra income because even though Mick was a lawyer, he still didn't have his big break yet. And really, the two of them were just barely scraping by every month. Leanne was said to not only just be a beautiful woman, but she was also very confident within herself. If things weren't working out between her and her husband, she wasn't going to stick around and continue being mistreated. So Leanne packed her things and took Hannah with her to go live with some family members so that Mick could get his priorities straight. It was at this time that Leanne suspected that Mick was maybe having an affair. Now, with Leanne living with her family, Mick and Susan started seeing each other a few times a week. Mick explained to Susan that he was only staying with Leanne for the sake of Hannah, but he was considering a divorce. As time went on, it is now August of 1998. Mick went and apologized to Leanne. She did accept his apology and agreed to move back home. Leanne was rooting for them to work everything out and that they could have this perfect marriage and family, but that didn't last. In January of 1999, Mick filed for a divorce and moved out of their home in Hazel Park. Again, it didn't take him long to realize that he had made a mistake and went back to Leanne and pleaded for her to forgive him and take him back. Leanne was cautious of agreeing that they would fix their relationship, 
but she still loved this man and she didn't toss aside the future that she's always dreamed of. So listening to all of his promises, she did accept him back. However, I would like to note that Mick never got rid of the divorce papers, nor did he stop seeing Susan on the side. The spring and summer of 1999 seemed fine. Leanne really thought their marriage was on track, and things were slowly getting back to the way things were. It was also around this time when Leanne found out that she was expecting her second child. On August 12th, she shared the news with her husband, and she claimed Mick was so thrilled. He even gave her a card just stating how excited he was for their family to have a boy or a girl. But we can't forget that Mick told Susan that he was only with Leanne because of their daughter Hannah. And he consistently reminded Susan that it was a loveless and sexless relationship. Now, how do you explain that when Leanne is expecting her second child? Mick knew that once Susan found out, she would not only end their affair, but she would most likely stop funneling clients to him. So really, as sad as it sounds, this wasn't great news for Mick. But he held up this facade that he was this thrilled husband that was going to be a dad again in front of Leanne. On August 15th, Leanne and Mick went out to dinner with Leanne's parents to share them the news that Leanne was pregnant. Once dinner was about to end, Mick asked his in-laws if they could watch Hannah the next day. He stated to them that he wanted to take Leanne to the gun range. Leanne's parents were surprised that she would even want to go to a gun range with Mick. Her parents said that Leanne hated guns, and she was definitely the last person that they would ever suspect wanting to go or even enjoying going to a gun range. But they agreed to watch their granddaughter, and they all went home for the evening. Once they were home, Mick told Leanne that he had some errands to run, and he left the house. Though, when he said errands, what he really meant was that he was going to go over to Susan and sleep with her before heading back to Leanne. Again, Leanne had no idea about this affair. On August 16th, Mick and Leanne dropped off Hannah at Leanne's parents' house and headed off to the gun range. Mick purchased a 45 caliber handgun a year prior after working on a drug case. Mick claimed the reason he wanted to take Leanne to the gun range was because he wanted her to feel more comfortable around guns and to know how to properly handle them, etc. After the gun range, they headed home. Mick told Leanne that they had time to have sex before going to pick up their daughter. Once they finished, Mick went to the bathroom to clean up when he heard a gunshot coming from the bedroom. That's when Mick discovered Leanne was shot in the head. He then called 911. Unfortunately, by the time help could arrive, there was nothing they could do to save 29-year-old Leanne or her unborn child. Detectives listened to Mick's side of the story and already had problems with the accidental shooting. He told them about the gun range, how they came home, and in Mick's words, told police they had a quickie on the floor in the master bedroom. He went to the bathroom to clean up, and he figured Leanne was trying to reload the handgun or something, and it must have accidentally went off and she shot herself in the head. Now the autopsy came back. It showed that in order for Leanne to recreate the gunpowder burns from her wound, her arms would need to be four feet away from her head meaning that there was no way it could have been Leanne that, that shot herself, and no one was home with her except her husband. Despite all of this, Mick kept up the act of playing the part of the grieving husband. 
While police were searching through the house, they discovered hidden away notes and pictures belonging to Mick and Susan. There was also a decent amount of blood in the bathroom sink. Investigators decided to collect the shirt that Mick was wearing, finding a splatter of blood on it, something that you wouldn't get if you claimed you never pulled a trigger. What I find interesting is that right after Leanne passed away, Mick tried to call Susan, but she missed his call because she was out of town. Susan did try to return his call the following day, but he never called her back. On August 17th, police went to speak to Susan and find out what exactly was her involvement with Mick. Susan did admit that she had an affair with Mick, but she stated that it only lasted a few weeks, ranging from February of 99 to March of 99. Clearly a different story than what we know. I would like to say that eventually Susan would, would come around and end up telling police everything including how long the affair really lasted, how he saw her the night before Leanne's murder, and also how he tried to call her. On August 19th, Leanne's funeral was held. On that same day, Mick was arrested for the murder of Leanne Fletcher. Mick went on trial in June of 2000. Prosecutors say that he had the murder planned out. He went to the gun range that day, knowing he would have been covered with gun residue. So if they went and tested him, the gun residue could be explained. They also believed he rehearsed his 911 call. We don't actually know the timeline of him calling the police, whether it was right away or if he did rehearse the call for a little bit, then dialed the phone. Mick's defense team called the blood splatter all the other evidence that was found circumstantial. Mick then took the stand and admitted that he wasn't a good husband and that he could have been better. But he claimed he didn't kill Leanne. He stuck to his story. The trial lasted three weeks, and on June 30th, Mick was found guilty of second-degree murder. Mick was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. The jury actually had a hard time with this case. They had to look at different ways that this was role-played out, and they got to look at the murder weapon itself. But they ended up on agreeing to the second-degree murder because they weren't sure if he planned her murder or if this was the spur of the moment. And that is the tragic case of Leanne Fletcher, and at this time we will do takeaways. I think he planned it. Oh, I think he did too, because you yeah. have to think of the gun range. That is so specific. Like why and how in advance did he, they like ask the parents to watch the kids like, because then obviously he knew he was going to bring her to the gun range and stuff at that right, point. Right, and he like, asked them the night before. Okay, well, it just doesn't, yeah, it's his plan. He knew he was going to do something right, like that. Right, we know a lot of people that ask, we know a lot of people in the world that ask people last minute to do things yeah. when they've known this plan for a really long time. Yeah. Like, I've, I've yeah. been victim of it, everyone's been victim of it, yeah. of like, why didn't you ask me a long time ago if you knew me. this plan? <laughs> Uh, people, I mean, that's going to people watching their kids or yeah. anything like that. It's mm -hmm. like, so you wanted to do this thing, yeah. but you asked me the night before. Right. So it's just one of those, I mean, it's yeah, very I common. Keep, it's not I out of the blue. I just feel like he had a plan. And I wonder, too, like, when he bought that gun, was that in his head? Like, oh, I could maybe do something. Like, I, I mean, know. I know there was a reason he bought the gun, but I it just makes me wonder. I don't think the gun necessarily. I think yeah. it was just, like, convenient. But yeah. I don't actually think so because he was working on a drug case. He's in yeah. Detroit. That's true. So he's yeah. a lawyer in Detroit, and he worked on a really intense drug case. Mm -hmm. He wanted to protect himself. So did they think that the that Susan had any... No. Okay. Susan's involvement wasn't anything, um, and she was cleared. Guilty of an affair, but not guilty of anything. Right, and yeah. I know um, 
for Susan from what I just Googled and everything, trying to like look back on her. I mean, I think it's clear she really didn't want to admit anything because yeah. it cost her a job. Yeah. She did get like suspended for a year. Mm-hmm. And I think she also like, she does a different type of, I don't know what she does now. She does a different type of practice now. She's still mm-hmm. in the, the, law, the field. law field, but yeah. I don't think she does what she used to do. Yeah. But I mean... Yeah, you're filing, funneling clients to yeah, your <laughs> lover. And like yeah. when a lot of, like I said, like judges will give clients to their lawyer friends, they won't sit on them. Right. Because yeah. it's a conflict of interest. But she was sitting on these court hearings mm-hmm. while her guy she's sleeping with, it, of course, who are right. you going to side with? You yeah. know, so it's just, it's very suspicious. Yeah, interesting. But, and I don't know, I don't think we really know to this day. I think it makes sense. I think Leanne suspected him having an affair, but mm-hmm. I really don't think she thought it was Susan, and I really don't think she knew. That's so sad. I feel so terrible for her because she was mm-hmm. just trying to make this marriage work and be what she had pictured in her head, and right. he was doing all that shit behind her back. And a sad thing, and too. And ultimately took she her life. She supported him yeah. all throughout law school. What a piece of just shit. Just being the nail tech, and she just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That oh, was her dream goal. That's so sad. And she just kept it up. Looking back, you know, see something, say something. But it's just mm-hmm. one of those things, like, you know your family the most. And it really is It really is sad because, mm-hmm. and I'm not victim-blaming or yeah. anything or putting any guilt or blame on yeah. Leanne's parents. Mm-hmm. But they were shocked about the gun range. Yeah. They thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would have been like more so like hmm. weird for her though, not like weird for him. Like it wouldn't like I would I, just think like why does she want to mess with? Yeah, it just that's so right. sad. But we really don't even know Mick's involvement with guns. Yeah, that's true. Either. It yeah, never maybe, it never yeah. said he was like a that's guy true. that liked to go to the gun range. He's right. a lawyer that right. bought a gun for protection, yeah, which is normal, something different. Not a normal like mommy daddy date, <laughs> right? Know? Like, like that normal... would have been like. Maybe to dinner, okay. maybe, yeah, but, like, to a gun range? Like. Sure, and I, and I think I'm, I'm putting myself in that situation going, I probably would agree, too, if my kid yeah. would be like, why are you going to that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure, I'll watch right. the grandkid, but that's be like, really mm. weird. I'm glad that the cops immediately knew something was suspicious because I feel like we hear about cases like this, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, and then the guy just gets to, like, go on. Remember that guy who killed, like, right. three women? Right. Your case? So, like, I, I'm glad that the cops realized right away, like, and hey, this is And I was suspicious. looking at that, too. I'm like, why Why was that so easy? But, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, first target's always a spouse. Yeah. So I think they were just on them, and they were the only ones I think ones they just the did good police work. Right. Like, it doesn't always happen. Happen, but I'm really glad it did in her case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's no way she would have shot herself in the head. Yeah. And after just yeah. going to a gun range. Yeah, this was her first time holding a gun, but wouldn't she know, like, also, she like, point why, it at myself? Once they're home in their bedroom, <clears throat> would she still have, she's messing with the gun in their bedroom yeah. after they're home from the gun? I don't know. That's weird. Something that weirded me out, too, and I think that's why police noted it. He literally, he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he told, you think of lawyers yeah. in your head, okay? Mm-hmm. He went up and said, I know, we just had a quickie on the floor. <laughs> he literally told the police they had a quickie. Yeah. Which I think of lawyers, they'd be like, we had sexual intercourse. Yeah, or like, like he would know how to more... talk to police officers. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was like, what okay. did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Just that's a, a weird, case. just a weird case that was uh, Yeah. I said that's quickly. a good case, but I mean, like, it's interesting. I've never heard yes. of that before. Not like a good um, and the only thing Better. I don't know, I don't know how old Hannah was. Yeah. Young, I'm assuming. Sad. But the thing is, okay, so they got married in 93, and mm-hmm. she died in 90... 99, right? So between that time. Sorry. It sounded like... And she was pregnant. 
and only if, a few days pregnant if you if you think about probably a few weeks with somebody please just leave them mm-hmm. please well, i thought it was gonna be a more positive case when liam was like i packed my things and left i know that's really sad but and totally not her fault like no not at all you know because also like when you're in a bad relationship the only thing getting you through is like imagining yes what could be and if he keeps coming back to her and he's like i'm sorry let's try this again you're gonna be hopeful you're gonna go like that's just the pattern mm-hmm. you know and i think something that really just my big takeaway mm-hmm. is i i think me personally i need to not be nosy, mm-hmm. but I need to be a little bit more observant of other people's relationships. Yeah. Because I think I know a lot of people are in bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, well, they, just, they don't... They don't present that way. They don't vibe well or something. Oh, you know, yeah. you just think, oh, okay, they're kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But you never know what people are capable of. It yeah. just takes that one moment where they might snap and do something. Because people mm-hmm. didn't think they would right. do anything. They were... You know, they fell in love immediately in mm-hmm. college, and it just seemed like the perfect relationship. And he's a lawyer. Yeah. Like, you'd think he'd be, like, on the straight and narrow, you know? Exactly. Like, so it's yeah. just one of those things, like, I think just being a little bit more involved in people around you. If you know if you know of a bad relationship, if someone's cheating on them constantly, mm-hmm. try to be on their side and be yeah. there. Because, really, I at this point... I think anyone could kill anybody. You never know. Mm-hmm. That's like every single one of these cases. You never know what someone's capable of. You right. really don't. But I'm not saying you need to get involved in metal in people's relationships. Right. But there comes a point, like, if you know someone's constantly having an affair mm-hmm. and they keep running back because they have a kid or it's just the easier route, you yeah. know what I mean? Is it worth their life, though? Right. Because I think at this point, I could definitely see anything happening. And you don't think about it as something that serious, but it, it literally It really, could that's be. exactly what happened yeah. here. Exactly. No one thought it was serious. Yeah. But it cost her her life and her unborn child, so. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. Thank you. Yeah. That's why I'm going to put myself in the new world. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you guys uh, have a good Tuesday. Yeah. A good start to your, well, it's not really start anymore, but I hope you're doing you have a new mindset okay yes be observant <laughs> jesus right. pay attention <laughs> okay <laughs> um we'll see you guys on friday we have a really fun episode interesting yeah. episode and i think you guys are gonna like it for sure because mm-hmm. we had fun recording it uh and we'll see you later get out of here yeah. go to work yeah go work i mean yeah it's tuesday tuesday or clean whatever. this tuesday i have a dentist appointment Oh, man, what do I have to do? While you're listening to this podcast, I am getting my teeth cleaned. What do I have to do Tuesday? I don't, I don't know. Therapy. Mm. Two, two therapy appointments on Tuesday. Oh. Because <laughs> it's my day off, so. <laughs> I understand. Okay, well, bye. Bye. See ya.